Well, and welcome to the program again, Sister Mary Eucharista. Hey there, Sister Mary Eucharista. How are you? Hey, Tom. I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. And you? I'm doing great. Uh, it was funny, just before the uh, interview was starting, you were starting to ask great questions. And I'm thinking, hey, let's let's do this as part of the program rather than having all this good stuff be shared uh, out loud and not have it uh, be a blessing to other people. So I'm well, just thrilled you that you're willing to be here. That's very efficient of you. <laughs> <laughs> or is it discerning, right? Ooh. Yeah, I want yeah. to use a more of a theological word, right? To that make sounds it, very theological. Make me sound a little bit holier. And oh, yeah. Like harder, right? So with it. Oh, my goodness. Not not so <laughs> humble, though. Not, not oh, so well. humble. But you know what? If it's true, then it's humble, right? <laughs> nice. Can I can I tell Carrie I said that? So Carrie, oh, you know she won't believe you, but it's okay. You can tell her. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Yeah. So you asked me how things are going, and this actually brings up, uh, I think, uh, the the theme of the program, and we're going to circle around this theme quite a bit. And it has to do with the uh, the way the Blessed Mother is involved in our lives, uh, as assigned by God, right? As destined by the Lord, as part of her now heavenly mission. And it shows up in a really powerful way in a title, Our Blessed Mother Mary, Undoer of Knots. And K-N-O-T-S, Undoer or Untire of Knots. And Sister Mary Eucharistia, you had reached out to me and said, hey, Tom, let's cover this. This is going to be a really beautiful day of prayer. It's a theme that's uh, around the retreat center, the Immaculate Heart Retreat Center. And we'll have a chance to highlight some of that. Um, but let's just start with that, like our blessed mother, undoer of knots. I, I think about that as connected to the concept of having a relationship with the blessed mother, that, 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 that language it's real. It, it, it speaks to something tangible and not just devotional. I just want to start there. I love it. You know, um, when I think of our lady, well, the title is Gentle Undoer, Mary, Gentle Undoer of Knots and Help in Every Need. When I think of Mary, I, you know, I mean, of course, you and I have had such a background of Catholicism. So when we think of Mary, we're, you know, in a Catholic childlike way, uh, kind of identifying with little Jesus in the arms of Our Lady of Perpetual Hope. And little Jesus has a, you know, he's, uh, if Mary's the help in every need, Our Lady of Perpetual Help is, you know, she, he's got a little dangling sandal. And that is so annoying when your sandal is dangling, I will say. But when Mary is going to be there to help you, you just know she's going to pick his sandals up. She is not going to let that sandal continue to annoy him and to lose his sandal, heaven forbid. Each of us has, you know, there's these different titles, Our Lady of Prompt Sucker, who is uh, the statue of which is down in, um, let's see, Louisiana. And it was a major, uh, you know, a place of devotion, even George, or uh, let's see, it was not George Washington, it was uh, another major uh, historical figure in our country who recognized that shrine and the sisters who were helping during the war. But Our Lady of perpetual help, our lady of our help in every need, our lady, I'm tired of knots. She's a mom. She's a mom. 
isn't that the most wonderful thing? And not only are we being just like extra sensitive and devotional about this, we are following through with what Jesus indicated on the cross. He said, woman, the great title given to her in the, uh, in the Proto-Evangelium, uh, you know, the, where he says, you know, the woman and the serpent, uh, you're, you will crush the serpent's head and the serpent will lie in wait for your heel. This um, uh, woman, behold your son. Jesus had no brothers. He had no sisters. And that's why John, the disciple, was the chosen person to whom all Jewish boys have to make sure that their mom is taken care of after they leave, because if they're going to die, then their brother or their closest relative or the person chosen by them will be the one to take care of the mother. And in doing so, Jesus indicated this son of yours is actually representing the entire human race. And my dear friend, my beloved disciple, John, this woman whom you know as my mother is now your mother, your mother, your mom. Oh my goodness. This is, I mean, we could just pause and think about that for the whole rest of the session, but I don't think the radio audience would quite appreciate that. So <laughs> please well, I, comment. I want to, I do want to pause on that for a moment. And that is a beautiful point that you identified, which is that Jesus refers to the, the apostle at the foot of the cross as the beloved disciple, right? And um, we, something I, I um, remember being taught and has been, it's borne such fruit, is that in the gospels, put yourself into those places and you can do that authentically. You are the people that the individuals Jesus encountering, the woman at the well, you are Lazarus being raised from the dead. You are the man born blind. You are Zacchaeus up in the tree. You are the beloved disciple at the foot of the cross. And, and it's a lot easier, I think, to enter into that position because of the way he's named as the disciple whom Jesus loved. So I think we should be able to, and hopefully can identify with that reality that I, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm one whom he loves. And as his love for me shows up in a variety of ways, one of the ways it shows up is in receiving this gift from the cross of the Blessed Mother, Our Lady, to be my mother, to be for yes. me a spiritual mother. And again, this, uh, you know, your sister Mary, uh, Eucharista, a sister that is a sisters of Mary, mother of the church, that this is like, this is a fastball coming down for you, our softball for you to hit a home run here. <laughs> um that this is your community, this is your vocation to be expressing this reality of Mary as the mother of the church, mother of these beloved disciples. And so yes, let's make it personal. Let's make it personal. How do you experience the mothering of the Blessed Mother in your life? Okay, well, first of all, I do want to mention that even more so than uh, some uh, in an imaginative way, uh, for example, with let's say Ignatian spirituality, putting us into that framework or other spiritualities as well, where we become more imaginative, putting ourselves in that place of uh, scriptural, uh, you know, uh, it's a, like we're more than 
a scriptural placeholder, we're actually being given Mary as our actual mother. So that is something that I think um, it's important to realize it's not just a, uh, an imagination exercise, it's actually a reality. And that's why when people don't, uh, St. Louis de Montfort mentions, those who do not have Mary for their mother do not have God for their father. Now, there are many Christians who would not hold to that, but it's an, it's an interesting thought. He mentions it in True Devotion. I'm not sure if he was the actual author or not, but of that line, but um, that's something to think about. But how do I experience Mary as mother? Well, first of all, like just now when you were saying Mary at the foot of the cross and we were just talking about that, I was thinking of, well, I imagine myself as a younger version of myself. So I probably don't have all my, my habit on or anything, but I'm a, a girl and I'm going over to Mary to comfort her because she's standing looking at Jesus. But Mary is such a mom. She looks over at me and holds out her cloak and I come in and I'm under her arm and she's got her arm around my shoulders, but her cloak is over me. And I'm looking up through her, uh, you know, like up at Jesus at an angle and I'm feeling her heart beating, but I'm also feeling the anguish, which is in her heart. And, you know, Mary, mother of sorrows, she is the one that we can always give comfort to and never feel like we have to ask her anything. But I've heard some people say we shouldn't ask God for small things. I disagree. And we all know Mary's such a mom. God could tend to us personally, of course, but he wants to bring in the whole communion of saints to help us out and do things. He wants us to be involved in things. That's why we get to suffer and offer that suffering with that redemptive act of Jesus on the cross to fulfill that scriptural part that St. Paul mentions, which is one of my favorites with, I think, Corinthians 1.24 uh, in about suffering to fill up what is wanting in the sufferings of Christ. Why do we do that? Because God draws us in. God wants us to be involved. He wants Mary involved in us. He chose Mary for Jesus to come to us. He didn't use Mary. He is inviting Mary. He invited Mary and Mary received God's wish and said, of course, yes, I will. It changed all her plans. So when we are chosen when when she is chosen for us to go back to Jesus through her it's not a it's not a big jump i don't think i think it's really something that those who are known to have had um not only a deep devotion to mary but a deep theological reality um like you know saint bonaventure saint thomas aquinas saint um you know saint bernadette of lourdes uh lucia jacinta francisco marto um, the different uh, saints who have been chosen by Our Lady to, or, or chosen by God to receive messages, they know her so personally. And I think that the more that we get to know her, the more we're going to feel like, wow, I can get under her mantle. She wants us there. She's our mom. What does a mom want to do with her kids? I like to sit in the back of church sometimes and watch great parents tend to their children. Um, my mom was great with us in church, but I, but she was also taught by Dominican nuns. And so there was a lot of correctness that we had to have there, but she was affectionate. And I've watched my little, my younger sister in church with her children. She really brings them in and she 
she perched them, you know, when they were little, because now they're all adults, but she perched them on the kneeler and she would put her arm around them and say, oh, look, the priest is going, he's opening Jesus's house. Look, and the little kid's going, whoa, you know, and, and of course it's a whispered thing, but it's like the little kid is feeling so included and so important and so tended and Mary wants to tend to us. You've heard the expression, um, you know, you don't uh, raise your children, you raise cattle and sheep, you rear your children. Well, I like to think Mary is tending us like careful, careful cultivation of, of baby plants or something, but she is there. I mean, she's there, she's there. We'll talk more about that. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that as a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. So, Sister Mary Eucharista, today we're talking about uh, the Blessed Mother uh, Mary as Our Lady, the gentle endurer of knots and powerful help in every need. And your timing was providential. I want to call it a divine appointment. So here's why. And so, folks, you don't know this, Yay. but we're 10 minutes late. We're 10 minutes late <laughs> to the interview because of a knot. And so, honest to God, Sister Mary, Eucharista, um, this morning I had sent out a couple of messages uh, to some prayer warriors I know saying, okay, so there's a knot here. There's a There's a difficulty. This has to do with a real estate transaction. And so this is where you mentioned... Does the Lord care about the details of our life? Does the Lord only want to answer prayers that are big things? No, no, no. <clears throat> I'm called upon to lead, provide, and protect my family. And in the daily duties of my life, I'm helping folks uh, with real estate transactions. And so there's a transaction happening right now as we record this interview. And there, it this morning, it's like, okay, not hearing something this is a sign that there is a, a knot here. There is a difficulty in the way. And so I happen to have two people reach out to me this morning by text saying, what can I pray for? And I'm like, let's go. Here's my situation. Here's my need. Will you pray for me? I'm all over it. I got it. And the other one was like, yeah, I will take that to prayer. And then after I was finished with that, maybe an hour later, I got your message saying, hey, what about recording something on Mary Undoer of Knots? And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And I said, well, when can you do it? And you you set a time. And literally uh, minutes before we were supposed to start, I got a text message about this real estate transaction. And it revealed, wonderful. It revealed that there's a knot. And oh, how wonderful. No, 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 no. This is this is the Lord saying, I, I see everything, and I'm gonna call upon the big guns. I got my mother involved. I'm gonna Jesus is like, I got my mother involved, 
And I want you <laughs> to specifically call on her in prayer and ask her to undo this knot through her beautiful maternal intercession. Oh. And so, Sister Mary Eucharista, I'm going to ask you to pray for me for this undoing of a knot to call upon the Blessed Mother in, in with her motherly care for this real estate transaction that the, the, any knots that are standing between where we're at now and getting to the finish line of closing this transaction would be undone. And then That's I'm so going to, I will receive that prayer. And then I'm going to add in my own prayer for anybody else that's listening for a knot that they might be experiencing that's this concrete, this specific, this part of their daily life, and they are desperate to have the Lord, through the intercession of the Blessed Mother, experience some of that powerful help in every need. Okay? Beautiful. Let's do it. Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear loving Father, we are so grateful for paying attention to us and knowing that we will be able to access you, not by telephone, not by any kind of technological means, but more simply, just by thinking of you. By thinking of you, like the angels, we can be across the universe in a second, in a moment, in a micro minute. We're so grateful for your providential care for us. And we know that at this time, there is a large knot in the flow of successful inter-real estate things going on with Tom. We ask, Lord, that your sweet virgin mother, the mother of your son, be involved deeply in this encounter. Mother, we picture you in this image as a mother with a, a, a ribbon. Angels are there. The Holy Spirit is hovering. And you are simply taking out the knot. We know that you don't have to be involved in this, Mother Mary. But God wants you involved. He pulls you in and asks for your help in these times, in these occasions where we are troubled and wondering what is the next step? Some people just think, well, people pray because they're anxious and they want to put their energy somewhere. Well, no, it's far deeper. And it's just like we would call on a family member and say, could you please help me? Is a family member going to let you down? Well, I mean, there's always the case of some family members, perhaps, but no, in the case of the Holy Family, no one is going to let you down. You're always there for us, and you will pick up the parts that we can't handle. We're just kids. We're kids. We're kids in the spiritual life. We're kids on earth, just kids in big bodies that are adults, and we think we know things, and we rely on ourselves, and we sometimes beat ourselves up. But Mother Mary, you picked up your own son, Jesus, when he would fall down. You embraced him and hugged him and kissed those little places where he hurt. And you longed to do that when he suffered on the cross. And now that he has risen, we ask you in the joy of his resurrection to please assist Tom in this endeavor. 
for this real estate situation that needs your help. We ask you to untie that knot and to help him and all of those involved to move forward in a smooth flow of harmony, harmonious ability to do the thing that they set out to do in accord with God's holy will. Mother Mary, sometimes knots come in so that we can pause to wait for the next revelation that you will share with us or that Jesus will come himself and handle with us. We ask you to bring your holy angels and assist us. Heaven is right here at our fingertips and all we need to do is rely upon you. We thank you so much and we ask your help in the power of the Father and Holy Spirit and in your sweet name, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, I, I just join in with this beautiful, sweet prayer of Sister Mary Eucharista. We, we do come before you with great confidence and approach you, Father, with tremendous delight as a son and daughter of yours because of Jesus. And Father, we ask that your shocking generosity would be made manifest today through the sweet, beautiful intercession of our Blessed Mother. Mother Mary, I thank you for loving me, knowing me, and for all of the ways that you have cared for me and my family. You've cared for me and Carrie and each of our children. We love you and honor you and, and want to honor you even more than we have before. But I honor you for your uh, for the divine way that this was, the providential way that this connection happened so that this prayer would occur. And I also believe, Lord Jesus, that this prayer was meant to occur the way it's happening on the radio, on this video, whenever people are going to hear it, because there are dear, sweet brothers and sisters of ours who are also joining in this prayer. And so, Mother Mary, please may your beautiful mantle of motherly intercession and, and care for them be over them because they also have knots that are tying them up and binding them up and making them feel stuck. And I just pray that this would be a moment of you expressing your gentle, sweet, powerful, motherly care, your intercession that will untie their knots. Do it for them first, for each of them, for all of them. And I pray that same for Sister Mary Eucharista, for any hidden knots in her heart, her mind, her imagination, her memory, her emotions, in her work, in her community, in her relationships, in any dimension of her life. Mother Mary, you know that special point where your motherly care would be a great blessing in Sister Mary Eucharista's life. So I do pray for that sweet motherly intercession in her regard as well. And Jesus, I thank you for the gift of our Blessed Mother. I thank you for the gift of Mary, all that she's meant to me in my life and all that will unfold as our lives go forward. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of prayer. Thank you, spouse of the Blessed Mother, O Holy Spirit, for stirring in us the promptings of this prayer. And we just say, Father, we love you. We love you. And we just entrust all of this uh, into your fatherly heart through the name and the power of Jesus, your only son. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Tom. That's beautiful. And I was going to say, please, of course, uh, I mostly prayers always for my community because 
When you pray for my community, all the works that we do, you are part of. And that makes uh, heaven happy. It makes uh, the sisters happy. And it also helps the people that are being helped. And uh, the kingdom of God is being, being built on earth uh, as as well as it is in heaven. Okay, you're so. going to say that again. You're saying when I pray for your community, I get to yes. share in all the spiritual works that you're involved in. Of Man, course. that is, that's the best deal in town. It, you Tell, can't lose. People have to hear this. Say that one more time out loud because I think it slipped past a lot of people. What does that right. actually mean? Come on, let's well, hear it. Okay, well, uh, you know, when people uh, are, well, this this actually came up as a, a, a woman. I was at, uh, well, all the priests are at Immaculate Heart Retreat Center right now. So um, we, uh, we, we went to mass at an unusual time this morning at 7.15 at St. Peter, uh, the sisters. So um, we went yesterday. So it was kind of nice because this woman came up to me. I'd never seen her before. And I belong to St. Peter Parish. And she said, so are you the sisters that I've been supporting all these years? And I said, oh, I don't know. I, if you have been supporting us, we thank you so much because... Uh, and she said, well, you know what? You're from the East Coast, right? So I said, no, we're right from here in the Diocese of Spokane. She said, well, I'm visiting here today from out of town. So apparently it is not you. And I said, well, there's no problem. Um, I, you know, uh, joining the ranks of people who do support us, because every time you do financially or spiritually support us, you are and involved and participating in evangelization in whatever works we are doing. That's why we, it's the same concept of giving money at mass. That's you going into that basket. And then that going up with the bread and the wine at the offertory to be offered to God. And then that coming back to us as Jesus in Holy Communion after transubstantiation takes place. That same concept of putting that money in is our work supporting that as us supporting the church. And we are giving to the works of the church. Well, when they support us, whether it be financially or spiritually, they are involved in our works. They help us to move forward to, they participate in every work that we are doing so that they are now helping, I mean, children getting baptized, children learning the faith, adults learning the faith, uh, adults coming on retreat, uh, children coming on retreat, different schools being helped. Whatever it is we are doing, the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, we've got many nuns involved in that. All the different parishes where our sisters are ministering, that is all supported by all of you, and you are doing that in God's name through us. I love that. Uh, I heard a focus missionary say years ago, and I've stolen it and made pretend that I made it up, but the phrase was, um, some give by going, others go by giving. And Ooh. isn't that a great phrase? I love that. I'm Steal it and then make pretend can. you made it up. Okay. So it's uh, <laughs> handing on what I've received. Some They're... give by going, others go by giving. Wow. And so you are giving by going. You've poured your whole life out. Your community pours their whole life out. That's not only your mission, but your identity to be sisters of Mary, mother of the church, but your identity also manifests itself in your mission to be salt, light, and leaven in the world, which is beautiful, powerful, and we love it. Um, and so we don't just have to watch it from the sidelines. We can also share in the going, You're to share it. in your going by giving. And yes, giving financially, um, and also giving by prayer. 
And so incorporating and I'll add one more, please I'll add go one more. And that's coming to the day of prayer on Mary gentle undoer of knots on May 10th. And that is the work that outreach at the retreat center. We have so many days of prayer and retreats that are offered there. And that's the particular way that our community gets to uh, be connected to uh, the diocese through not only faith formation in churches and parishes, but also in retreat ministry and also hospital pastoral ministry. So this is where uh, we're just inviting you to come and be part of this day of prayer. And, you know, if you need a scholarship, you can call for one of those and you can get scholarship paperwork to work out. Um, we just would love to share this message with you about Mary. And there's another thing you can do is to come to the, the Mother's Day breakfast, which is going to be served on Mother's Day, uh, May 14th, and that will be at Immaculate Heart, it is a, a, it was an, it's an amazing cost. You can't, I mean, I was just at a restaurant the other day where I saw Mother's Day, $75 a person. Well, this cost is $40 per adult, all you can eat. They have uh, an omelet bar. They have uh, famous, our fam fabulous side dishes, um, carving stations, all you can eat buffet, fabulous dessert tables. And also we have Bloody Marys and mimosas. So we, and it's only $40 an adult, 18 for children ages six through 12 and under six, they're free. And you just can't beat it. There's no gratuity or anything else. Everything is added in already, $40 max. And uh, it would be a, a nice way to support the retreat center and also give your wife a chance or your mom a chance to come and be treated well. And it's from nine in the morning until 2 p.m. And um, we would love to have you. I, I think that's tremendous. I I know the pain of trying to find, oh, we didn't make a reservation and we or we try to make a reservation. Everything's booked up and things are so expensive these days. So to actually go to a retreat center and have an amazing spread like that, yeah. and be able to actually enjoy the grounds and be together with other Catholic families and other families that have a same spirit about them. Boy, that would be powerful. So I'm going to pass this on to Carrie's, uh, her uh, uh, Bible study group uh, that they meet tomorrow, at, no, on Friday. And when they do, um, we'll have a chance to uh, share that with them because there'll be a whole bunch of big Catholic families showing up. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So, right now at 11 o'clock, it's pretty maxed out, but you can come before then or after then. And it would be great. We have a wonderful area for large families and if it's a great day outside we'll even have some places outside you can go but um really our food our food is hard to beat it's really really good nice i, I that yeah. is thank you sister mary see You're there's welcome. another reason there's there's the blessed mother untying another knot I, I think that's great. Guys, are you listening to this? If you're in the Spokane area, Spokane Coeur d'Alene corridor, are you listening to this? You just get a knot untied for you there. Hey, this is Dr. Tom Curran, the host of Sound Insight, but also a realtor serving wonderful folks like you in the state of Washington and in Idaho. I've had the privilege and pleasure of helping dozens of families in the last two and a half years discern and find a, a strategy, a path, and a plan to help their families find a whole new life in eastern Washington and northern Idaho. If I could be of service to you in that, I would love to. Please reach out 
drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Uh, Sister, I want to, I'm talking with Sister Mary Eucharista today on the program, and we are focusing in on this theme, this uh, beautiful Marian theme in this month dedicated to Our Lady. Mary, gentle, undoer of knots, and powerful help in every need. And if you're watching the video version of this, you see on the screen this uh, beautiful uh, work of art, this painting that is sort of the famous painting of Our Our Lady, undoer of knots or untire of knots. And it's this ribbon. And one side of the ribbon, you have the knots untied. And then here's the thing that always struck me about this. It's not one knot. There's a whole bunch of knots in there. And I think that that's a, a lot like our lives, that it, it feels like, okay, I know what it is to have my kids make a knot in their sneaker, right? Where they've tied a <laughs> knot and it's like, okay, you got to try to pick this thing out and gently, gently, put, and it's hard. It's a pain, but to be able to gently get that thing untied, sometimes it feels impossible. And to see that the Blessed Mother is not like, okay, you already used your, your one and done, right? You got, you got the one knot that I can bring to you, and then I'm moving on. I got other people. No, 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 no. There's a, a whole bunch of knots in, in the ribbon of my life. And is there any end to the number of knots that the Blessed Mother wants to connect to our lives? And what's the fruit? Here's what I want to ask. What would you say is a fruit or fruits that come from allowing the Blessed Mother to untie a knot in our lives? Well, I would say that, um, first of all, you've got her her power there with you. you. Mary has great spiritual power and she it was given to her by God. She, ne- she didn't seek it out. She didn't think she had it to begin with. Of course, we know God had prepared her from all eternity with her immaculate conception and, but she had a choice and like all of us have a choice in our lives to choose God's plan, whether rather than my plan, God wants to work. God does not descend his will upon us. And we have to, you know, in a pagan fashion, follow through or fate will happen. That's not ever how God works with us. God wants us involved. Like I mentioned before, God is inviting us all the time to be involved in the path of our lives and to bring him in so that we can we can be helped by him also to let angels be involved in our lives and the blessed mother of course if we have already asked her she's already there helping us you know i i know of a, one of the sisters mother was dying and she her daughter asked her one of the sisters um mom, how are you? What are you feeling? She said, honey, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I just, I don't know. I, what am I going to experience? How is this going to be? What is going to happen to me? And she said, but mom, remember how many rosaries you prayed every day. You prayed a rosary. Think of how many times you said, Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of my death, our death. Amen. She's going to be right there. I know that, that I know my mother, my mother looked up with this bliss on her face before she died. I I was like, mom, what are you seeing? I've never in my life seen the look of bliss like that. She loved Mary so much. And she taught us that. And that was something that I know Mary, it's, it's a cinch for her to take out the knots of our lives. And she's here with us now 
and at the hour of our death. And why? Because she's faithful. We asked her if we want, I mean, what if a, a like my, my wondering child mind would say, well, mom, what if like a billion people asked Mary to help them right then? So she can't be there now then. And she's like, honey, Mary can do anything. She's in eternal life. That means she has all the angels at her, at her command. You know, Mary is not a deity. Mary is honored by the church as the hyper, this is the, the, the veneration of hyper dulia, which the honor of the saints is dulia, which is there are helpers. And it's like big brothers and sisters. Mary had a chosen place. She was the mother of the son of God, which means she had a special spot, but she's not divine. And that's the part that a lot of people who are not, who didn't have a Catholic upbringing, they're like, why are you treating Mary like God? I mean, we asked God to help us and pray for us. And then we say, well, but then when you're asking your friend to pray for you, when I ask you to pray for me, you'll pray for me, right? Well, of course I will. Well, I pray for you too. Think about the mother of Jesus praying for you. If you ask her, she's going to be doing that. And when Mary is involved as well, one thing I noticed, Tom, is that she, um, she's just, she brings harmony along with, and suddenly, you know, oh, Mary helped me. Mary helped me. Look how Mary helped me. Like you said, that was so providential. You can bet Mary was right in there too. Plus, let me, let's not forget about, you know, that book that Father Michael Gately wrote, 33 Days to Morning Glory. Well, there's also, he kind of based a lot of that on the true devotion of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which St. Louis Marie de Montfort wrote back in the 16 to 1700s. This guy was a prophet. He was way before his time. And he knew that Mary was going to be necessary for humankind, especially Catholics, to bring about warmth in their religion again. I see St. John Paul II as the fullest version of a loving son in relation to his mother, Mary. He lost his mom at an early age. He lost his dad at an early age. So this is an orphaned man, who young man, who turned to Mary and also took the total consecration and loved being the son of Mary. And look what he did for the church. I mean, this man increased um, a warmth for Mary so, so deeply and so beautifully. It's really hard to imagine how the church would be today if he had not done this. And I'm so grateful to him. My spiritual director, Father Spitzer, said one day, as I was reading True Devotion and saying, I've got some problems with, you know, some of the more harsh uses of verbiage that St. Louis de Montfort uses, like, we are prouder than peacocks, more groveling than toads, more, um, you know, uh, we are more unclean than, than hogs and more, you know, and, and one of the younger sisters said one time when I was teaching true devotion to them, um, she said, sister, is this before or after baptism? And I said, after. And she said, how can that be? I said, well, because John Paul II hadn't yet brought about the theology of the body. This is so important for us to realize our value um, and not, not look at ourselves in a spirit of um, like uh, being depraved. Uh, we are not depraved. We are good. But unfortunately, we're broken. We need Mother Mary to help us out and to clean up some things here for us. 
Yeah. Amen to that. That's Sister Mary Eucharista sharing uh, with us today about experiencing the Blessed Mother, Our Lady, as uh, the undoer, the gentle undoer of knots. And I, the a couple of things that you said that just struck me, and I'm still pondering, is when you said that, well, of course, our Blessed Mother is ready to help us now. Yes, the incredible story that you shared, the testimony of at the hour of our death. And I think there's that linkage because your mother had experienced so many nows of the Blessed Mother's care and accompaniment that, of course, at the hour of her death, there would be that even beautiful, more manifest uh, intercessory care. And who knows what difference that made, but we saw the, you saw the fruits with this this glory shining forth on her face that you'd never seen before. What a comfort, right? What a consolation. Uh, what a beautiful shocking. memory. Shocking. Really? There you go. Yeah. Sh shocking because, well, um, it had happened. Actually, it was a little before her death, but I, I was actually in an argument with her, <laughs> <laughs> which is horrible. But then I, I, I didn't realize that I needed to use reflective listening with my own dear mother. And um, I, 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 in my broken state, I did have a little argument. And then l later, luckily, another doctor friend of mine said, oh, but you know, your mother loved to argue. So I didn't feel quite as bad, kind of, um, it was almost like Mary came in and said, don't mind her right now. She doesn't mean it. Um, <laughs> I'm here for you. But this look of bliss on my mother's face, it was like, she looked above my head and just saw this. She just went, it was like, I have never seen this look. It was like the most heightened form of ecstasy I've ever seen. And my mother never, I mean, she was a happy woman. She was, I mean, she experienced so much joy in her life. I could not believe it when I saw this look on her face. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was just that when Mary said, Mary had said to her, just don't pay any attention so to that. Two, daughter of yours. two quick stories. One is uh, uh, the other side of the coin was, uh, a friend of my younger brother's when he was in his uh, late teens, um, his father um, became sick and he was not a man of faith and um, um, lived a life that was in a certain way, just harsh and, and difficult and um, did not want to die. And so here he is in the, in the late stages of, of a, you know, a life threatening illness and he's now dying and his son was there at his deathbed and he shared the story of listening to his father say, I see this door. No, 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 I don't want to go. And then he died. And oh my goodness. Yeah. What a, like, just that is not the hour of my death that I want is, you know, facing, and who knows what was on the other side of that door, except that, you know, here's a man who had a, deep fear of death, obviously a fear of losing control, not being able to uh, be independent of what was happening to him and now being moved uh, beyond his will towards a final encounter with what would end up being, you know, whatever his final state is, but meeting God. Um, that, you know, wow, that is something to- man. Yeah. yeah, I I um I know of a saint who was laughing hilariously towards the hour of his death. He was in a monastery. 
and some of the younger monks were there. And I wish, I, I mean, I, if I could have looked it up just before here, I, if I knew I was going to tell this story, I would tell you the name of the saint, but the, uh, the one of the, I think the prior or someone said, uh, brother, excuse me, but perhaps you could kind of sober up a little bit because, I mean, we've got our younger members here and they're watching you laugh and guffaw and you strike before your death. And he said, at such a moment, if I cannot laugh with absolute joy and, and, and buoyancy, if I cannot do that, then what have I lived my life for? Those young guys need to see this. You young men, you be happy at your death because you lived a life worthy of this. You get to go and be with your Lord now. And I was just so proud of that scene. I was thinking of the scripture, the saints will be happy in their beds. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. one of my favorite scriptures because yes. we will. We'll be happy going where we're going because God's but, there and we lived a life that is like that. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I love like looking up uh, like what does what are the saints last words? And I, well, I don't know if it was St. Teresa of Avila. What was, how beautiful it is to die, you know, and, and oh, Jesus, Jesus, I love you. Right. Those kind of just deep, like expressed sentiments. Um, but the not only at the hour of our death, but now, now, now. And uh, what jumped out at me when you said, well, of course, the Blessed Mother wants to help you now. And so, dear for friends watching or listening to this interview with Sister Mary Eucharista, it's about you encountering now yeah. the tender care of our Blessed Mother. And, and who is it that asks the Blessed Mother for um, intercessory help in the untying of knots? Holy Mary, Mother of God, holy, she's holy, Mother of God, that's who she is. Pray for us, holy ones. Pray for us, holy members of the church. Pray for us who uh -huh. are not sinning. Pray for us who have everything right. Pray for us oh, who probably deserve off. some intercession. Pray for us who got it all in order. Pray for us who finally are now able to come to, no. Pray for us, sinners. Sinners. Sinners now, sinners now, sinners now. There's something about that, that, you know, it's like, folks, brothers and sisters in Christ, please. It's when you're in a place where you're experiencing the fact that you settle for less, you fall short, you don't have it all together. There's a brokenness that's in your life that you're partly responsible for. It's the fruit of the sin in your life. It's precisely at those moments that you shouldn't hesitate. That's the now moment when you come to the Blessed Mother and say, experience her motherly care. You are still a beloved disciple, even as a sinner, a beloved disciple, even as a sinner, a beloved disciple. And now is when the Blessed Mother wants to show you that despite what you deserve, the merciful love of the Father is going to be made manifest to you through her motherly care. Just like Jesus, Mary is, there's a title of her in the Litany of Loretto. By the way, I'm doing a Loretto Day of Prayer in December, just so you know, the miracle of the, the miraculous event of the Holy House of Loretto. Oh, wow. But um, yeah, it's going to be incredible. I mean, there is some incredible information out right now. And I went to the Holy House of Loretto twice. And um, so we're going to be talking about that in December for a day of prayer. But um, for uh, this day of prayer, you're right. This is the now moment. This is the now moment. And that's every moment you have a need. I don't care if it's mother, help me to get that itch in the middle of my back that I can't reach. And then someone puts her arm around you and suddenly you realize, oh, she just scratched my itch and didn't even know it. Um, but, you know, something that you and maybe you won't get an immediate answer or maybe you will find uh, a wonderful corner uh, sticking out that no one is around and you can itch that itch yourself. And she's like, 
I'm there. See, I got, I got it for you. Here you go. But Mary, you know, God helps him who helps himself, obviously. But Mary wants us to ask about even the smallest things. This is where her motherly intercession is there. And if you know a mother or you had a mother like this, or you are a mother like this, um, you also would be attentive to the need of the most needy of the children. And that most needy child is going to get the most tender care. So if you're deeper in sin and you say, you know, Mary doesn't want to help me. Oh, she wants to help you even more. And it's not like she's going to um, take things away from you. She's going to help you. She's going to give you things so that you can make it out and she will help you out. She's, she's a mom and she's the good kind of mom. She's even a cool mom. I mean, Mary's got everything. I'm talking with Sister Mary Eucharista today on the program, sharing about a couple of upcoming events at the Immaculate Heart Retreat Center, um, where she directs programs and offers days of prayer and retreats and, and a number of other things. I've already shared with you on the, the screen a bit about the upcoming uh, Marian Day, Silent Marian Day of Prayer. And I'm going to put that back up again if you're watching it with Sister Mary Eucharista. And that is on uh, on this beautiful theme of Mary, gentle, undoer of knots, and powerful help in every need. Uh, again, just one of those themes. And again, you can go to ihrc.net to get a look at all of the wonderful events. And so if you go there, Immaculate Heart Retreat Center, you see ihrc.net, um, all the wonderful events that are happening there, and uh, including that Mother's Day brunch that you talked about. Sister, for those who aren't uh, aren't used to silence, a silent day of prayer, how can I learn about uh, Mary, undoer of knots, but I'm going to be silent? So how do those two things blend together in a silent Marian day of prayer? Well, when you first come in, you get to just break away from all your technology and be quiet. And you can even go right to chapel or you can get a cup of coffee and just walk around the grounds or do, you know, depending on how, how early you want to come. There's also an extra mass at eight o'clock if you wanted to come earlier than early, but then uh, nine o'clock is the check-in and then the, the time you just kind of have a chance to settle down and then mass begins at 930. And then after that conference, number one, but the value of silence is that you get to not have anything interfering with your, um, your, it's like you have a, a, just this flow of your spiritual life. And right now, the only thing that matters is you and God, and you're not going to have anyone bothering you. You don't have to look up and smile or you can, if you want, but I mean, you don't have to break your silence for anything. Religious know more about that part. I used to think of silence as time out and, um, you know, as a nun, I, I now value not having to be responsible for all kinds of things that kind of land on us just by looking up and making eye contact with someone. And then, you know, oh, I got to go over and do this thing. Not that you would mind because you still have a break at lunch if you want to. There's still the silence if, the, if people and most people do choose the silent lunch. And then you could, or you could go to the bishop's room, which has um, it's a visiting place. And over lunch, you can talk to your neighbors and have some fun. And then as soon as you come back out of that room, then you can be in the quiet again. But the quiet is a gift. It's a chance for you to tune in to what the Holy Spirit is trying to share with you. And we kind of give a little bit of that in the greeting. 
just before the, the day of prayer begins. And I think that might be something that would be helpful for people. Um, it's not at all intimidating. It's We have the Sacrament of Reconciliation. We have a very good lunch. Uh, people often will put on their evaluations, the Sacrament of Reconciliation was the best part of this whole day. Mm-hmm. And they take out time to see um, you know, to either go face to face or behind the screen with a priest and have this great healing sacrament take place in their souls. And they can bring any kind of problem to the priest. Um, we do now have our own priest. He will begin in June, the beginning of June, and it's going to be Father Max Oliva. And he is going to be the priest to celebrate masses and um, give, you know, help us with the spiritual life at the retreat center. So uh, this is a very favorable answer to a prayer. Um, Father is very used to giving retreats and has a retreat mentality and also is um, a very accommodating, kind priest who um, is really, I mean, he's he's in his 80s and he just has this plethora of wisdom to share with people if they are, if they are interested in coming. And, um, you know, we're going to start doing some special praise and worship on Sundays and along with the sacrament of reconciliation after father can come and we're probably going to have extra masses on Sundays as well. So that's, wow, that's be beautiful. What a gift tree. Yes. Sounds like the blessed mother untied a knot there. Huh? I'd say she did <laughs> a big one. Yeah. And she continues to untie those knots. Amen. That's Sister Mary Eucharista today joining me on uh, on the program. Whether you're watching or listening, I do encourage you to go to the website the Immaculate Heart Retreat Center website, which is ihrc.net. And then if you look under the events tab, you'll be able to get information not only about this beautiful Marian Silent Day of Prayer, which is coming up on the 10th. So that's just a week from now, less than a week, from nine that's in the next, morning until Wednesday. three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's next Wednesday. And then the following Sunday is, guys, pay attention, Mother's Day. And so the Mother's Day brunch it begins at nine in the morning. It goes until two in the afternoon and they have slots available. If you want to come with as a family, more information is found on the Immaculate Heart Retreat Center website, along with many other events as well that will be, that are happening there at the retreat center. And we'll be having on some other guests as well. So I do encourage you to go check out that website. Sister Mary Christa, thank you so much for being timely in your text, the Blessed Mother used you to say, I got to untie this knot for Tom. I got to get involved here. I'm going to send the, I'm going to send my sister here. I'm going to send my uh, sweet daughter, Sister Mary Eucharista, uh, to get this prayer going. And thank you for that prayer too. You're very welcome. And I just really, really encourage people to know that Mary's a mom. She just wants to help us. And it's like, you know, there's pictures of her in artist's renditions of her leaning over the walls of heaven and people are getting into heaven that St. Peter didn't let in because Mary's got him coming through either a window or some other way. And it's pretty funny because uh, really Mary can do anything. She's she's the neck that turns the head <laughs> of the that mystical body. That is so cool. I, I, I'm going to go dig up that picture. So good. thank you, good, Sister good. Mary Eucharista. God bless you God all. Bless. Join me tomorrow for more programs. God bless you. Thank you, Tom.